Welcome to Blunts in the Morning, eh? This is your host, Fred Olman, recording live in my room in Cordoba, Argentina. I'm broadcasting on the net for who knows where. Thank you, everybody that tunes in. I really appreciate it. And, well, today I want to talk about um, the language barrier. I want to talk about where I'm coming from so I can get this out of the way because, I don't know, I feel the need to to explain a little bit or to talk a, a little bit about myself without sounding egotistical or narcissistic, which is really hard, but um, just to put in context, in context everything I say, because I know I am... Um, cheers. Nobody. And, well, I am somebody, because nobody is nobody. And only nobody can be nobody. So... <laughs> um, I'm no I, I, I know I'm I'm just a, a dude. I'm just a guy and I've been I, I live the crazy life and sometimes someday I will go into deeps with some crazy stories, but for now I want to put in context where I'm coming from to break or try to overcome my own language barrier. Uh, because in the last episode, I talked about hate speech, and I was being completely literal. Literal, yes. After I spoken with my brother, and he said, yeah, dude, you, he listened to the episode, and he was like, yeah, dude, you know. And, well, I I'm, I had a problem with the uploads. Um, I'm a little bit, I think, too excited about this or too pumped up. And I just want to go out there and just put count, content out there and I, I'm trying to get better every every time I do it. So um, maybe that's why I want to keep putting content out there. Um, my brother told me, told me, yeah, dude, do you understand that hate speech in, in, this, in the rest of the world is referred as racial, racial hate and ethnic hate? So... That's not what I'm talking about here. I was being maybe too literal because I couldn't find a better word to, to to say it because that's literally what the narrative is right now. Um, they're talking about hate speech and when they talk about hate speech, they talk about all the... the from... There, there's... Journalism, journalism in Argentina is crazy and it's completely polarized. There is two wings, very clear, and there is a central wing that's pretty independent, or quasi-independent. And the narrative, it's pretty, pretty clear. Both sides promote hate towards each other's. Both sides say that the problem is the the uh, the the opposite side, but they do it in a way that it's a very Argentinian way of doing things, and I think it's pretty human way of doing things, which is promoting violence. Okay, saying that yeah, we should kill those bastards. They're stealing the country. They're um, they're ruining the country. They deserve to die. 
it's all the same in the end, but um, in here we don't make it about race or sex or sexual orientation as much. We make it more about fuck you, you're my enemy, you you have to die, you know. It's and and it's it's been there in human history, everywhere. So, to put all, all of that in context, where, where I'm, I'm coming from, I, I know I'm just a guy, I'm just a sound technician, I'm, a, I'm just a drummer. Um, I, I like to call myself an artist. I identify myself an, as an artist, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I identify myself as a human, if you want so. Um, but I, I always felt attracted to art since I was little. Uh, I was born in Brazil. I was there until I was, I was eight. Uh, but my parents and my, my, my grandparents and uncles and... Well, part that part of the family that was living in Brazil, they were Argentinian. So since I was two years old, probably I was speaking fluent Spanish and Portuguese. Uh, by the time I was eight, we moved to Uruguay. I studied English in a small academy there. And for, I don't know, if the full four years or maybe three years. And then we moved to Argentina by the time I was 12. It was the year 1995. And it was a very strange place. It was, it was a very different place from what it is right now. It was very close-minded and very appearance-oriented. Uh, I still like to call it uh, the Hollywood wannabe. Um, because everyone thinks they're famous there and it's just people, man. So, but it's a special place because, uh, briefly, um, I'm just going to say, oh, it's a, a very important, uh, touristical point in the, in the country. And it has, uh, it's one of the most important places of, um, Season theaters is what they call during the summer. All the the great theater plays come to to the town, and well, it's very um, fame oriented. Uh, what call you say? Farandula. Um, <laughs> it's what it's called here. Show business. That's it. Sorry. Uh, sometimes the words doesn't don't come up to, to my head because I haven't spoken English in a while. Um, well, I'm sorry I'm making a mess here. This town, it's blunt in the morning, eh? So <laughs> be patient. <laughs> and cheers. So that town, I hated it. Basically, I hated it and I didn't like Argentinian culture. So I I just got pretty in touch with uh, North American cult culture, U United States culture, uh, comic books, uh, role playing games, uh, then movies, TV series, um, 
trading card games later on. I got into music. I started playing drums by the age of 18. So by then I met my friend Mary Jane and I fell in love forever. And well, 90% of the music I listened was, I, I used to listen was in, in English. And by the time I was finishing my career, my sound technician career, um, I started working in a call center that it was basically English, Spanish. At first it was English, and uh, then later on they, they, they added Spanish. So I worked there for three years and I got a really good chance to practice my English a lot with native speaking English, uh, um, English people. And by that time, I met an, a guy from the U.S. that just, let's say, he was a crazy guy. I loved him. He, end, he ended up hating me. Things happen in the middle. Women happen in the middle. And I, I really wish we could be in, in good terms. I really love that guy. But just let's say that he didn't want to be in the United States by then. And I think he was one of my great masters or... No, no, master, you cannot say masters now, so I'm sorry. Uh, one of my great teachers about conspiracy theories. He put me on, on route. Uh, <laughs> he put me up to date with all Twin Towers things. And that was around 2008, I don't know, man, it was crazy times. So the guy didn't speak English, Spanish, I mean, and I came from work speaking in English all day long and it continued at our house. So I got a really good chance to practice English and my, my, my spoken English got way better. Um, to be honest, I didn't study it too much because I have a problem in studying. I am a more, more of my, more of my, more of a pragmatical guy. Um, pragmatist, yes, no. I learned doing, uh, it's way more difficult to me learning reading. Um, learning through the reading. It's difficult to me to memorize information. Anyway, um, after that, I didn't speak that much of English because I started a, recording, a home recording studio, which I kept going for about 10 years. I used to have a, a band that is... THC, Three Humans Colliding. Um, I bet a lot of my time and my effort and my talent on that band and it, it didn't work out. And after that, uh, I, I, I got in, into a trial. They, they tried to blame somebody's death on me. It was a working accident uh, due to the completely completely 
nefarious conditions of the place that where it happened. Um, I had to carry that on my back for seven and a half years. That really put so much weight on my back and I was dealing with depression in the middle, dysthymia kind of depression, but uh, it was a really hard time for me. Um, after that, uh, I even got betrayed by my lawyer. I think the, the well, the things I I spoken with him and I told him, dude, I'm leaving. I cannot bear any more of this, this town, this place, this nothing. Uh, my dog just died. Uh, it was like a son to me. It was my everything. It was the love of my life. That dog was everything to me and he died and I put some of the blame of that on me because I neglected him because I completely neglect, neglected myself for I don't know how long. Um, I had to deal with a lot of stuff. Um, weed became like a, a huge crutch for me because depression basically just get your levels, your dopamine and uh, serotonin and serotonin and all the normality levels go to hell. So endorphins, everything. Uh, endorphin, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm just a monkey talking shit, man. I'm sorry. But you know what I mean. Um, the thing is, weed gives you some balance on that. It gives you the... the the well-being feeling, you know? Uh, so I abused weed for a long time. It was my crutch. I understand that. And also uh, binge-watching series, playing video games. I mean, everything. Pornography was also a huge addiction. It's destructive. So, oh, okay, a lot came out. Um <laughs> And after that, I, during that trial, I, I tried to, my, my lawyer told me, yes, it's all gone. The, the times in the law, the, 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 the trial would have prescribed after five years as in the law in Argentina. But it got escalated by the family, luckily, because they knew it was not our fault. They were, they were going about, they were going for the owners of, this, of, of, of the establishment where it happened so um but my lawyer betrayed me because i told him dude i'm leaving i'm never coming back I, i'm gonna sell everything and i'm gone i'm i'm moving to europe and he told me yes yes go no problem everything is done there is you don't you're not needed here so okay i did so i sold everything yes i i i see now the huge mistake that i didn't have any papers. I didn't have anything. It was crazy. It was a complete suicide. Uh, I know. I understand now. <laughs> At the time, I just wanted to get out of there. That whole place, everything. And, well, I was trying to escape my problems. And clearly, you cannot escape your problems. You have to face them. So... Three months in in Europe and, well, a month, two months in, and my parents tell me that 
I got, they found a notification for me to show up in court thrown in the, on the street in front of the place where I used to live. And by destiny, because it was not luck. I don't believe in luck or coincidence. No, my friends, I don't. Uh, I do believe that things, I do believe, I believe that things need to happen in a certain way. And how we affect that varies, but there are stronger forces. Um, call it whatever you want. I'm not going to even start on that. But truth is that I had to come back with no money I, because I spent all the money trying to relocate myself in Europe. I was barely started starting to work to get in some work, some traction, and I had to ask for money <laughs> to get back. ASAP because I even screw up the buying the tickets because I tried to get the cheapest one and the cheapest one had to stop in the United States and you cannot go through the United States even if you have to sit on an airport for two hours only without a special visa baby yes so I didn't know that at the time and I lost like a thousand, twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> so I had to ask for another fifteen hundred to get back, or two two thousand. I don't know. It was too much money, and I got back completely in debt, which I still am because I haven't paid my uncle yet, and with nothing basically. I had my half of my drum set I have my cymbals my pedal and two snare two snares two drum snares a pretty good one a pretty expensive one and another one I came back with a HP Pro Book 40 40 or something like that and an i3 with 16 gigabytes of RAM which is what I use um, I had an SSD on it and that's it. I have the monitors that you can see on the first episode. Well, those are the first speakers I bought when I was working on the call center. That's the first thing I bought when I, when I had some money, some extra money. So they're still alive. They're a piece of crap, but I, I know them. I love them and it's what I have. So. Uh, well, Blunts wrote all morning long. My point is that sometimes I can say things, stuff that is not what is meant. And another, another thing is, is I'm doing this by myself right now, so I don't have someone to put me straight or to have an extra opinion. Um, 
I would try to to have a co-host, which is pretty hard to find here and with the resources I have. uh, It's very difficult for me to do it, uh, a live online broadcasting. So I would love to do that at some point. Right now, it's almost impossible to me. Uh, Or not impossible, but it's pretty far from my possibilities right now. So this is what I have to say right now. I'm just a caveman living in a cave in the middle of the mountains. And I'm, I've always been kind of an outcast. Uh, after my 30s, I tried to, to become a normal, a normal citizen and try to, to interact, I don't know, in a healthy way with people. Um, I've been dealing with anger my whole life and that's why I I made such a big point on hate on on the last episode because anger led me nowhere but suffering. But by suffering and making others suffer and mostly myself and it sucks. So there are many other ways to deal with, with things, with emotions and they're, most of them are better than anger. And at least I don't want to be angry all the time. I don't want to be angry about stupid shit. Um, I just want to be angry when it deserves to be angry. When it, when it necessitates, necessitates, Damn, language barrier. I mean, just using angry anger in a healthy way, that's what I mean. But there's so much, so much to live in life and to appreciate in life and to enjoy in life and to do that focusing on anger is very shitty. And I hope we all learn not to to be so angry all the, angry all the time. So that's it. That's it, folks. Um, if you want to give me some notes, coach me in any way, give me any suggestions. Uh, if you want, if you want to send me some sense, <laughs> uh, anything, some dollar dues. Um, yes, I do lean in on the no agenda show value for value. I, I love those guys. Um, I've, I've learned so much about them and I would love to send them a a note, a boots on the ground report. Um, I'll try to, I'm, I'm preparing a gift for them for the 15 years for the quinceañera. (laughs) Um, I, I don't know if I'll be able to, to make it. I'm trying. Uh, I'm dealing with so much things right now in my life. You wouldn't even imagine. It's crazy. I'm loving it. I'm enjoying it. But it, sometimes it's a little bit too much. And any help is appreciated. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, The No Agenda Show. Go check them out. If you don't know them, for sure you will. Um if you want to give me some love, 
go to fredolman.blogspot.com and well click that donate button and send me some dollars man I could really use them <laughs> that's it for now everybody remember fredolman.blogspot.com you can send me notes there you can tell me what you think what you like what you don't and well I'll see you in the next one oh yeah and roll those bloods Thank you.